Welcome to Midnight Fun, a Twilight podcast. I'm Katie and I'm here because I want to feel autumnal in September, so I need to be in Brainy Forks. I'm Liv and I'm reading this for the exact same reason. Aesthetic vibe only. Lydia, that's all we want. It's September. There's no pumpkin spice lattes in the UK yet for some mm. reason. So I just need to fully transport myself into Forks. <laughs> Let's get into Midnight Sun. Chapter yes. 4, Visions. Do you want to start with your favourite line? Okay, well, my favourite line happens very early on into the book, and it is mm-hmm. Edward. Bless his mm-hmm. little baby heart. Um, you know how he's brooding in the last few chapters? He's ramped up to an 11 this chapter. Like a stalker, an obsessed stalker, an obsessed vampire stalker. Ah! <laughs> I did have that one highlighted, it was very good. <laughs> oh, I have that highlighted in the next bit. I've just written, oh babe, because, oh babe. <laughs> oh like, babe. Baby cakes. I mean, he's just... He's really upset because he really wants to go see Bella, but then it's like, oh my god, why am I so obsessed? And it's mm. like, he's alive. My favourite mm. one was, Alice and Bella are on the front porch of my house, armed wrapped around each other in trusting friendship. <laughs> oh, so cute. Doesn't seem very friendship to me, but we'll, we'll get onto no. that one. <laughs> I thought about that as well. So, mm-hmm. obviously, the chapter of this title is visions mm-hmm. and obviously we're going to do our chapter summary in a bit but basically uh there's a lot of visions in it surprisingly enough yeah <laughs> a lot of good visions i enjoyed them <laughs> shall we move into chapter summary sure so it's the it's still the day of the the car crash the mm. famous iconic car crash and edward goes back to school because that's the normal thing to do to him apparently doesn't it's make not. much sense to me i would have been like yes i will stay home because of yeah. the car crash but he's like no the inconspicuous thing to do is to go be around mm. all the people after i've just saved a girl's life <laughs> yeah it's also really funny that he's like it's the normal and inconspicuous thing to do and then in every single one of his classes he is the most hostile little bitch to everyone because he's, he's just there brooding like, uh it's fine um i don't even know anything about the car crash yet i was literally there watching it happen and i saved a girl's life but i don't know anything and like <laughs> i mean can we say character growth because he briefly considers telling everyone that bella might be insane now because she bashed her head real hard and then decides to just be really rude to everyone instead mm-hmm. and we call that growth a tiny step towards growth we love it mm. <laughs> a lot of this chapter is just the other cullen's reaction so while he's in school he gets a lot of angry rosalie and mm. jasper which is great and then he gets some mm. nice calm emmet it's some good emmet vibes and some excellent alice ones as well to be fair so he goes through the rest of the day actually ignoring his family yeah it's very um, good until he has one class with emmet and then emmet's like hey babe Rosalie's like super duper mad at you and then lets him see how angry she is through his yeah. mind and it's, it's terrifying Edward falls out his chair <laughs> it's great they go home and have this Cullen family meeting which is mm. intense and great and I love it my favorite thing about yes. Midnight Sun is seeing these scenes that aren't in the original mm. books I do like seeing the things from Edward's perspective that we already saw yeah. through Bella's but just these extra little moments that we like we would never have known about this mm. in twilight because bella's not there so it's yeah, nice definitely. to see their little family meeting and how they yeah. got to their conclusion and most important thing the meeting ends with alice seeing her and bella being friends and then yes. seeing edward and bella being in love and bella being yes. a vampire but most importantly she sees them being bestie friends and it's very mm. cute <laughs> yeah that is the most important part also esme says her first words very oh, proud. she does! We were all waiting so long. Yeah, so basically the Cullens have this big old family meeting. 
Jasper and Rose are really grumpy. Um, Rose does her whole, I don't want to move. I want to stay here and graduate thing again. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to like him. She please get some new arguments. Like, yeah. just a smidgen more character for Rosie, mm. please. I like that it expanded on her a little bit. Like, in the past mm. chapter, she is a bit whiny. And this one is, we get to be normal here because it's rainy. And I'm like, yes. that's nice. Like, because obviously we know from later on and from mm. everything that Rosalie just wants to be normal. She just wants to live as normal as life as possible. And so mm. when she's in a rainy town without sun, she gets to do that a bit more. I also like that we had yeah. a little sprinkle of Rosalie backstory that obviously as Twilight fans, we know what it is. And she doesn't feel mm. like you need to go into it, into it. But Carlisle's mm. like, I let you kill those dudes because they were the worst, but I'm not down with you killing this kid. Right. Oh, that's also what they're talking about the Cullen family meeting is whether or not they should literally murder Bella. Yeah. And Rosalie is like, it's fine, Edward. I'll go to her house. Maybe her head injury was worse than we thought. Carlisle <laughs> could have got the scans wrong and no one will ever know. And Edward is like, Rosalie, I know that you're really good at killing people and it's terrifying. So can you please back off a smidge and Emmett's just there Edward is in trouble <laughs> yes my crew I love my wife and everyone else is like your wife is so scary um, yeah, the main thing in this is the the Cullen family meeting and it's mm. great because basically it's a chapter of nice Cullen vibes mm. which we don't get to see very often yeah we don't it a lot yeah. didn't know that at the beginning Rosalind and Jasper were on team just kill Bella yes. I assume they'd be on team move away or get on with it but no they were on team let's murder this kid (laughs) yeah and jasper turns into like this really weird like cold assassin where he's just literally resigned to the fact that he's gonna have to kill bella and then Mm. edward spends like a lot of the chapter worrying that he's gonna have to physically fight everyone in his family i'm quicker than jasper but he has battle training i could definitely beat emmett though rosalie on the hand other hand if i touch her hair on her head Emmett will snap me like a piece of candy. It was a really good one for the relationship dynamics in the Cullens. Mm. I really enjoyed Jasper's big stupid speech about how Mm. he needs to protect Alice at all points. And Alice's response is just, I know you love me, thanks, but I'd appreciate if you didn't try and kill Bella. First of all, Edward's quite serious and I don't want you two fighting. Secondly, she's my friend, at least she's going to be. And it's like, yes. (laughs) I love Alice so much. There's such good... Alice lines. She's so good. Yeah. And she's so like nonchalant with it. She's mm. just, at one point she just says, I'm gonna love her someday and I'll be very put out with her if you don't just let her be. <laughs> and I think it's really sweet that um Edward is talking about like who he's gonna fight. He's like, Oh, I don't know who, which sides everyone will pick because he's kind of resigned to the fact that Carlisle and Esme are basically gonna go hide away somewhere because they don't wanna see their kids fighting, which I think is very funny. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, But who is Alice gonna side with? Well I'd hope it would be me, but she's probably just gonna look into the future and see who wins. Alice is out here playing 4D chess. I love she her. Into the future to see if she's going to be friends with Bella and then it's like well it's set and so now guys you can't kill my bestie friend. Yeah it doesn't matter that you love her it matters that yeah. I'm going to be her friend and I've seen yeah. it so mm, <laughs> what does she say at one point uh, she says um, she'll be put out with you if you don't let her yeah. and then another point she'll Edward's like out. well maybe I'll kill her and he's, she's like killing yeah. her would really irritate me Edward like word for word she says that would irritate me and I love it because Edward and Jasper are there being the most intense boys in the world and she's yeah. like I'd rather you didn't if that's fine I just eh, I'll be a bit annoyed if you kill this child yeah <laughs> she's like okay um, one day I will sit her down and do a full Brazilian blowout on her hair and she's gonna <laughs> hate it and I need to be there for that to happen so can you all please not and I just love it I also love that Rosalie respects the fact that her and Alice are going to be friends she's like oh well okay well if she's your best friend I guess I won't 
but I'm mad about it. I yeah. love it so much. I am happy that we get to see more of the relationship dynamics. I'm a little bit disappointed that every single one of these turns out to be, oh, you stick by the person that you love no matter what. I, I think that is an issue I have with the Twilight series is that it puts your romantic relationships above hmm. everything else. That's a good point. To be fair, Emmett's like, well, I don't want to kill her, but like, you know, maybe Rosalie does, but like, I'm on But Rosie does. Yeah. I know Emmett's not bothered, but... Edward reads Emmett's mind and he, Emmett's basically like I don't want to fight you I kind of see where you're coming from but if Rosalie decides that we're gonna fight then I'm gonna be on her side yeah. which I'm really not into <laughs> yeah. like maybe don't suggest that you should do a murder if your partner says you should that's not I just need listeners I just need you to know you you don't need to do that <laughs> I do like how funny Emmett finds the yeah. whole thing like the whole time everyone else has been like should we do this murder or should we not and Emmett's just like ha ha you're in love you're right. in love ha 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 I also like that he gets really annoyed by um, Edward and Alice having their yes. psychic chat he's like it's so annoying when you guys like, do this guys I'd like to hear the things out loud, out loud. guys please I want to be involved. Involve me. I'm just a big, strong boy and I can't read minds. I like their little, the one-on-one Emmett and Edward yes. in the classroom. What does he say? He says, damn kid, you're a mess <laughs> with added sympathy in his clone. And then Edward's like, bite me. Yes. <laughs> Which I loved. That was a fun little, a fun little thing. I think it's really cute. And we also get some big, nice descriptions of the Cullen household. Like, the house itself mm. sounds gorgeous. I'd yeah, love to live it's there. Great vibes. Um, however, I'd really like to just pick up on one point. <clears throat> we went straight mm-hmm. to the dining room. The room was, of course, never used for its intended purpose. But can you imagine if it was, hey, kids, got you this deer. Slam, please. <laughs> I would appreciate them just throwing a deer carcass on a table and being like, time to I feast. Think, well, actually, I think we're doing... Esme a disservice here. I think she'd dress the table very lovely and then maybe there'd be like a weird thing mm-hmm. where they'd hang the deer from the ceiling and then just went at it like... I can't imagine Esme hunting. What I imagine Esme doing is getting like, you know like the, what are they called? Like the syrup yes. taps that you put yeah. in a tree to drain mm-hmm. maple. She does that. She drains <laughs> the blood and she takes it home and makes a nice little white, like yeah. red wine and <laughs> blood sauce. Yeah. That's all I can imagine I her doing. I can't imagine Esme not cooking. I, in my head, like, I know that they don't eat people food, but can't you make things with blood? Like, what if she's just making just never-ending black pudding for them all? I can imagine yeah. her doing that. Did she say that um, Esme got a she line? She does. Because I didn't she, find okay. it. I saw her feel joy. So, a little, little context. Um, Rosalie is upset with Edward and he's like, I'll fix mm-hmm. this as long as I know that you guys aren't going to kill her. And he says, mm-hmm. I was already planning to leave before this happened. I'll go now. If I believe that the girl will be safe, I imagine in my head. If I believe that none of you will touch her, the situation will resolve itself. No, Esme murmured. No, Edward. And that's it. That's all Esme says. <laughs> it's been, what, um, almost a week in, in Twilight time? Maybe a yeah. bit more? It's more than that, right? Because he went off to Tanya uh, for yes. a while. But that's the only thing. Esme has done some, some nice thinking. Mm. And, like, we've talked nicely about Esme. The only thing she says is, no, no, Edward. <laughs> Come on. Then she feels abject joy at the fact that Edward is getting a girlfriend. Which, I mean, I think we can all understand. <laughs> My mum... We love My mum was, like, was really happy when I got a boyfriend. She just like she just likes to know that I'm being taken care of when she's not there, you know? Mm. She's like, yeah, who will provide that. Liv with the daily amount of cuddles that she needs? I don't know, can you can vampires hug each other? I just feel like it would be like not that cuddly. Yeah, no, because um, Alice and Bella are hugging each other on their front porch at the end in their little lesbian dream house. 
We'll get into Alice's visions in a minute because, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they, that's true, they are yeah, actually having a cuddle. I feel like Alice definitely cuddles people just because she wants to. Esme holds people's hands. Yeah, yeah they have some nice marital hand-holding. Yeah, it's I've just time. looked through, looked through <laughs> the rest of the chapter and Esme says literally nothing else. I was thinking about it because I was like, oh, is that an Esme line? But it was just her feeling joy, which is fine, but let the woman speak. <laughs> I just realised we've not done the end of the chapter. So the end of the chapter is Edward finding out that he's going to be in love with Bella and that she is going to be a vampire Mm. one day, um, which obviously we know happens. And Mm. he is very, very angry about it and decides that he's going to change the future. He's seen the two options and he's decided, nope. Although, I I mean, deep inside his heart, the monster inside him is overflowing with glee, jubilant at the likelihood of the success. It sickened me. Because he doesn't want to love Bella, even though he spends (laughs) most of the chapter being wildly in love with her, but, you know. Because Alice is like, oh, you think you Mm. can leave, huh? And he's like, you're right, I can't. And it's like, yeah, you can't, stupid, you're in love. I really like how (laughs) supportive Alice is of their relationship. So... On Alice. Mm. Let's talk about those visions, shall we? Mm. We love, we love Alice. Alice mm. was always my favourite. I love getting more Alice content. I really like Alice, but also, and I do want to know more about her, but her backstory is very painful. So quick recap for people that might have forgotten. Alice um, was in a sanitarium, shall we say, because it was the 1920s. She was in a sanitarium and it's implied that she was having psychic visions even when she was a human. The date on her the date on her tombstone is the date that she was checked into the hospital and that's about all she knew. She like woke up with no memories basically, which is, you know, fun when you're a vampire out for blood. I think it's maybe yeah. slightly, slightly implied that it was Arrow. But that's quite fanony and it's also because Arrow is kind of obsessed with Alice, but who isn't? And then she has her psychic visions and she's just like, Oh, I've got a family. In 50 years. Wonderful. <laughs> Which is so cute. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, she finds Jasper on the side of a road. And it's like, you're coming with me. And he's like, wait, who are you? And she's like, I'm your wife. Bye. Um, which would work for me, I'm not going to lie to you. But, um, and then, you know, yeah. she then, I, I think she then finds Colour. Whatever she does, she finds her way to the rest of the Collins. <laughs> and she knocks on the door and it's like, hi, I'm your child. I am pretty sure it's James that turns her. Ah. Uh, but... I think it's James, but it's not super gone into, so I'm not sure if that was, like, mm. additional material, yeah. or if it was just when James comes into it, we'll get some of a backstory on that. Can't 100% remember. Pretty sure yeah. it's James, because she has visions of him coming, and then it's like, guess I'll die, and then she doesn't, which yeah. is <laughs> it, There is that as well. I, I think that's the thing. It's like, I think it is, unless it's obviously confirmed in this book, I think it is also left, like, intentionally vague. So, you never, I, know, I do actually remember now James mentioning it to Edward, like, oh, your little friend, I recognise her, <laughs> But you don't actually know if he's doing that to taunt Edward, because also, everyone knows that Edward and Alice are, like, they are the closest to each other, if not for their respective partners. Um, So you never actually know if he's saying that to taunt edward because he just said he says a lot to taunt edward in that one scene because he's you know torturing his gf you know so it's one of those things i think maybe james is coming for her and Mm. then someone else changed her to stop james getting to it i don't know it's deep i hope it gets maybe it will it'll go into it when we meet james again that might have been Mm. from like additional Mm. like stephanie mayer material yeah, I don't know. We love Twilight. Yeah. We don't know all of the deep lore. Yeah. <laughs> if it if it does get resolved, I'd I'd enjoy that. But I also I I like both 
like both things that could be correct it could have been Arrow it could have been James we may or may not find out mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that's, that with Twilight there are quite a few loose threads that never end up getting tied which you know you can't address yeah. everything within your book but no. I personally I'm always up for more Alice canon because I love it. Yeah, always. Right, so... When Stephanie Mayer recently, she said she thinks she has two more books possibly to write in the Twilight series, I'm like, cool, give me an Alice book that has, like, hints of Jasper and I guess. I don't really care about Jasper. And then give me a Rosalie and Emily... Uh, Emily? <laughs> Rosalie and Emmett book. Yes, I want a Rosalie and Emmett book. When I was little, I wanted to Jasper because I kind of fancied Jasper. And then you get older and you realise that the Confederate army was the bad one. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> You're like... Oh. I know. Because obviously you, when you're... Especially, like, in the UK, you do not really know what Mm-mm. the Civil War is when you're 8 to 11, yeah. which is how old I was when I read this. Yeah. And then, like, years later, when I rewatched them for the first time, I was like, I remember I loved Twilight. You're like, hmm, that's what that was, because yeah. I now know about that. My brain um, edited Twilight for me, and I was like, no, but he must have been part of the Union. He must have been part of the Union. And I was like, oh, God, he wasn't. Anyway, let's yeah. talk about something nice. Alice's Visions. Mm-hmm. Well, half of them are nice, and half of them are the graphic corpse of <laughs> yeah, Bella. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that one. <laughs> um, I love her. I mean, firstly, she introduces the idea that Edward could stay with. He may just be strong enough not to kill her, because she has yeah. so much confidence in her brother. Um, and then, mm-hmm. then we move on to the fun part. So Alice sees Edward and Bella being in love, but she she begins it by just talking about her friendship and she tries to block it out from Edward's brain that they're going to be in love and she's going to be a vampire. She's like, I have a friend, I have a friend, she's going to be my friend, which is great and I love it. (laughs) Yeah, so she basically shows Edward falling in love with her and basically tells everyone. Rosie's response is, Alice sees him falling for a human, how classically Edward, and then makes a gagging sound, which we love. Good job, Rosie. (laughs) As if Rosie didn't fall for this, like, little boy fighting a bear. Yeah, she's like, I'd never fall for a human. I'm like, like, you literally turned Emmett because you saw that he had nice curls. Come on, baby girl. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's fighting a bear and he has dimples, and you thought, yep, that one. <laughs> yeah, that, this one's mine, you know? <laughs> it's very cute. I love it, but it's a cute time. But mostly, I want to talk about Alice and Bella, like linked arms on their French porch. It's very cute. Sorry, I found another Esme line. Sorry, I, I, I missed it. And it's literally just her going, fall for a human? For the girl he saved today, fall in love with her. <laughs> I love Esme. I love her so much. Esme is a Disney princess. She doesn't hunt. She goes uh-huh. in the forest and goes, ah, ha, 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 And then like a million deers come and swarm her. And that's it. That's how she hunts. The deers are like, please, take like, my please. blood, Esme. I love you. I'd love to be a vampire deer. <laughs> <laughs> she's just making a swarm of like vampire deer. And she's just like, it's fine. And everyone's like, Esme, this is not good for, like, the local ecosystem. She's like, but I don't want to kill them. I just want a little drink. She's like, this one is called Bambi, and this one is called Bambi 2. Yeah. And they just turn around, and they're, like, red-eyed and dripping blood. And she's like, look at my posse. Aren't they so cute? Yeah. Drop bears aren't a myth. They're from when Esme went to Australia. Esme's just out here creating cryptids everywhere. Oh, my God, she is. I love you, Esme. Canon, Esme just creates every cryptid by not killing any animal, turning them all vampiric and being like, we'll see what happens, la 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 la. <laughs> Do you want Jersey Devils? That's how you get Jersey Devils, Esme, God. <laughs> yeah, so she sees them all happy, and then look, there is one future where she sees where Edward does kill 
Bella, but then she's like, don't you dare make this future a reality. That's my best friend. Stop it. Well, she's kind of like that, except she's like, it would irritate me if you killed her. She's very nonchalant. She's like, please don't. I would be so put out if you murdered my best friend. And then, but it's so weird because Edward is more upset about turning her into a vampire one day than he is about killing her. And I'm like, dude, that is not... This hellish half-existence. Exactly. (laughs) My weakness and my selfishness. And I'm like, is it not more weak and selfish to, like, you know murder someone that you yeah. love. I also like that he says this, that he's violated, no sorry, not violated, mutilated the future, okay? I mean... I don't like it. But that's the thing, is that the, the way Alice's visions work, right? She sees all the possible futures. If she's seeing this now, that means there's like, basically it's two ways that they're gonna go, e- three ways. So yeah. either he turns Bella right now, which doesn't happen, mm-hmm. He falls in love with Bella and they date for a bit, which, you know, we know does happen. Or three, he kills her. That's just the three possibilities and those are the three things that are going to happen. There might be a secret fourth option that she's just telling yeah. no one about, but... I think that's the thing <laughs> that... just if... going, la, 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 she's la, like, la, 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 The thing that irritates me, though, is that, like, Edward's just always like, oh my god, this is all my fault. But then, if we actually think about it, when the way that Alice's vision works, and also within Twilight canon, like, he was never going to be able to ignore Bella. No. Even if he was gonna move far far away but what's to say that um bella would have actually left forks in two years and even if she'd gone to uni she would have gone to uni and then she would have visited charlie for the holidays like it's such a yeah it's such a dumb thing to be like oh if i just leave for a year then she'll finally go away and i'm like no i mean like canonically your fates are tied together no matter what happens what if she just so happened to be at the university that he decided to go to you know my favorite thing is i think the first emmett line in this whole thing is just edward get a grip which i respect because someone needs to tell yeah, him to because he screams that at him in his head and then edward falls out his chair because yeah. he's yeah. a big baby do you want to move on to my least favorite moment yes go on so there's this really weird paragraph where i'm not really sure where it comes out of but he just talks about how he would kidnap her, yes. and I'm like, but, but, but for what? What? Because he's not, he's not kidnapping her to kill no. her. The line that it starts it is, my rage dulled with a sudden black humor. I try to imagine how the girl would react to my kidnapping her, and it's like, I'm sorry. Right. So <laughs> basically, it's a very, it's a badly, it's a half baked thought. But basically, it's because he's like, oh god, my whole family want to kill her. I know, I'll kidnap her and keep her safe, mm-hmm. and that's when he thinks about fighting everyone else. So, uh, but it's so intense. Yeah. It's just a paragraph of him being like, "How would she be if I kidnapped because her?" I'm like, "Sorry, where did that come from? Are we gonna have a, any lead into this thought?" It's just him being like, "Yeah, hey, she'd be pretty easy to kidnap. Yeah. Would she be scared me? I don't know." And then it's like, "Okay, dude. So your plan is no? I can never tell her I'm a vampire. I'm just gonna kidnap her and keep her from my vampire family. Okay, hun. How do you think that's gonna work out? Because she's gonna get real suspicious like mm, five minutes into your plan. Mm-hmm. Also, like she would not." Like, he's like, would she have any other response besides terror? And I'm like, no, she's going to act like a girl in a One Direction Wattpad fanfic and be like, oh my god, my captor, he's so handsome, but I hate him, but I love him. <laughs> That's what would... Yeah. Say there is a, a horrible universe in which Twilight turns into a kidnapping story. That's what would have happened, because we are in a romance novel. Yeah. But also, just... Ugh. Mm-hmm. Edward, come on. And he's like, but she has just such weird reactions to things. Maybe she wouldn't be scared. And I'm like, mm, you are wildly <laughs> overestimating the range of a moment. Yeah. We know that she's kind of fine with the vampire mm. thing later on because we know yeah. that. But if he did that via kidnap, I'm sure it would not be funky fresh. Yeah, exactly. And then he's like, oh, wait, maybe what if I kidnap her and then I just take her to Florida to be with her mum? 
good times. But then what if I kill her accidentally? Accidentally, though. I'm yeah. like, like, Edward has this whole thing where he thinks that he's going to snap Bella's neck by, like, breathing too hard at her. And it, it never happens. Mm-hmm. Like, so we have to assume no. that, like, it never would have happened anyway. Because, you know, they, they could... I mean, they even, you know do the nasty as a vampire and a human so we have to assume that he has been holding back so much when actually they could have been like cuddling and stuff from day one and that's his his whole Mm -hmm. deal is stupid i mean it is we know this from from tanya that tanya and her 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 girl gang are like well yeah we like these dudes and we're gonna have adult relations with them because they're nice and we like them and Ed was like, I could never possibly. Because mm. <laughs> he's intense yeah. and weird. So my least favourite thing about this chapter is how much this book is working to make me dislike Rosalie. And I'm not mm. going to lie, it, it is kind of working in some parts because she is written to be mostly unlikable. Yeah. And, you know, it, it does make me genuinely upset that she was like, yeah, let's just go kill Bella. And I don't, I don't yeah. like that they're making her, I mean, for one thing, immoral. Like, I don't think... Yeah, I think the thing that troubles me is that like a lot of the ways that certain characters are characterized, they have like conflicting facets of their personality. Yeah, it's not consistent characterization because no, she was Rosalie's whole backstory is obviously less intense, like yeah. more intense than what she wants to do to Bella. But her whole backstory is she was a girl that was innocent and was targeted. Yeah. and I don't know. Like, obviously, she's Stephanie Meyer's creation. She's not mine. But going with that backstory, and Midnight Sun is starting mm. with that backstory, it's not a confusion yep. here. Like, it's not that she's right and getting later. We know that's her backstory. It's referenced in this chapter. Mm. And, like, Carlisle brings yeah. it up. It just doesn't seem consistent that yeah. she'd let anyone feel the way that she yeah, felt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think that's the thing, is that, like, I understand her being angry at, Edward, but also, I mean, yeah. I think that's another thing is that no one in his family has considered the possibility which would have been a human would have died in front of them and there would have been blood everywhere. And honestly, at that situation, what what would yeah. have happened? Jasper is basically a newborn. Edward would have gone crazy because you know he he loves the smell of her. But you know, so I just don't think that they're actually thinking about this, you know, in from the correct viewpoint. And also, it's the fact that Carla has to remind Rosalie that. Bella is innocent in all of this. Mm-hmm. I, that really rubs me out the wrong way because I just, I know, basically the way that it's described in Twilight and the way it's explained in Twilight and Human and Eclipse is that Rosalie sits Bella down and she says, "I don't hate you. I'm jealous of you because your life is normal." And that's the way it's characterized yeah. in Twilight is that Rosalie is really standoffish with Bella because she wants what she has and that's basically a normal life. In this, she's just hating Bella yeah. and that Bella's trying to give up her normality. Yeah. She's just being like, yeah, we should just kill her because Edward saved her life. Yeah, and that's just because she wants to stay and not redo mm. her sophomore year. Yeah. And it's like, Carlyle's like, yeah, well, you could just start where you are. And she's like, no, I want to be normal and I yeah. can be normal here as normal as I can be. And like, Rosalie's driving force is that she wants mm. to be normal. But I don't know if she would do that at the, ex- like, obviously she would. I'm, I don't yeah. write Rosalie. But it upsets me that she would do yeah. that at the expense of a human life of an innocent girl. <laughs> Just because she doesn't want to, like, do AS biology again. You yeah, know? exactly. And I'm not being funny, but, you know, Forks is not the only rainy town in America. If they're, if, you know, if they had to leave, yeah. they could probably do a compromise and Rose could be like, look, I'm on set that we're leaving. Could we please look for somewhere that has higher than average rainfall? Like, that's a very normal thing to yeah. request. But instead she's saying, no, we should just murder someone because I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to move. Which, I, 
like that's the problem is that they're making out Rose to be way more selfish than I actually think she is because you know she even says herself in Eclipses that she was selfish because she was brought up to be but there's being selfish Mm -hmm. and for example if she was being you know selfish she could be like I don't want to I don't know. I kind of like it would be something to do with clothes mm-hmm. or hair or something. That's being selfish for the sake of her character, which you know would make sense to me. And then there's this, mm-hmm. which, and yeah, I think an important thing with Rosalie in this that does make it a bit better mm-hmm. is that it's pretty open and closed as soon as Carlisle's yeah. like, "Dude, no!" And then she's like, "Well, but the rain," and like Edward sees immediately that she's not going to do anything. Yeah. Whereas. It makes more sense for Jasper to be like, yep, murder mm. time, because we know that he's on that life yeah. path. <laughs> like, think... We know that later on in it, he does try to attack yeah. Bella, like, because of her blood yeah. and stuff. Um, so it makes more sense that he's more definitive, and as soon as Rosalie is shut down, she's like, oh, yeah. fine. So at least it's that. Yeah. At least she's not, like, out for blood the whole time. At least she does tone it back. She's just angry. Colwell does appeal to her, like, human- well, humanity in inverted commas because mm-hmm. um, he says she's like it's just to protect us and Carlisle says but I'd like to make us a family that's worth protecting which I think is yeah I'd, which is you know, nice. I like that I do also like that, that that's what makes her back down so yeah I don't yeah. know if it's maybe saying that like you know being a vampire makes your emotions Rosalie is thinking in her like yeah, yeah it's making her think in her most mm. like survival preservation mm. which is fair enough like she's a vampire she's not had yeah. to really think about the thoughts of humans for a long time uh, it's, yeah, so it's kind of nice. I think there's pros and cons. Yeah, she also it. hisses at Edward, which I find hilariously funny. She's just like she also gags as soon as she's like he's in love with a human. She gags, and I'm like, <laughs> good. I feel like your body hasn't been sick in a yeah. hundred years, but that's very funny. Not a hundred years; they're like seventy, aren't they? Yeah, but it's still. also very funny that she's like love, and I'm like, you literally spend hours at a time gazing into Emmett's eyes. I know. You know, <laughs> pot good. kettle. Come on, hun. Um, mm-hmm. All right, so what's your favourite part? What was mm-hmm. your what should be highlight? The Alice and mm-hmm. Bella friendship. I've said it before. I'll say it again. It's very cute. I love to see them sat on the French porch, yeah. like arms rounding each other. It seems very romantic, yeah. and I know it's not romantic. I know they're just besties, but it's written very romantically, and I would like to see that fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I know Esme didn't get to say much this chapter, but I think my favourite thing was the fact that Esme actually got to speak. Um, the characterization of Esme. Esme is basically the perfect Christian wife. And that's um, mm-hmm. because there's this one line um, that says, her first priority would not be what was right, but me. If Carlisle was the soul of our family, then Esme was the heart. He gave us a leader who deserved following and she made that following into an act of love. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. doing the whole, I mean, and I say this very broadly, it's normally a fundamentalist Christian thing, but the whole thing is that the man leads, the woman follows. The woman is the feelings and the man is the decisions. And Stephanie Mayer is a Mormon. It's not surprising that a lot of the relationships in her books reflect the... Mm-hmm. the and it is, it's holy love, I guess, between a man and a wife. But yeah, Esme is very much a Christian wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Esme would have one of those YouTube channels where she's like, and now you just wear your jeans under your dress and it looks great. Girl defined. She, she would be girl defined, but... um. And I don't, I don't mean to say that to bash Esme's character or anything, but I think when we're talking about Esme and we're like, no. she barely talks and she's just very gentle and all this stuff. It's, she's, she is the way she is because she is, um, all the values that Esme portrays is the, um, the values that you're supposed to have if you're a Christian woman and you get married. You're supposed to like be dutiful and kind and put your children and your husband first and things like that. I mean, all those things in, you know, 
isolated good we we like that um but obviously um yeah she's definitely fulfilling a box yes she definitely is and you know well well, we shan't get into it but nothing wrong with that yeah we shan't get into it but i do think that there are certain people that use certain things like that to be sexist and i'm not into that part obviously Mm -hmm. you can do what you want obviously esme wants to have many many kids vampire kids and yeah. you know and i do like that her and Carlyle work as a unit i think that's very sweet yeah um nice. i like their marital hand holding that was cute big fan of that um i, I do like that mm. it's more like they they are definitely a partnership but in different ways like Carlyle has to be the sensible yeah. one whereas esme is like oh my god you're further than love which i like <laughs> yeah I like that Carlisle isn't like alpha alpha male in like the traditional sense. He's very much mm-hmm. like let's. He's the kind of like male stereotype yeah. that's like let's think practically about yeah. it and find a solution instead of like yeah. the aggressive mm-hmm. male. And I mean, I have I have my issues with gender representation and gender presentation in Twilight, but I think I would have a way more of an issue with it if Carlisle wasn't so nice. Carlisle is definitely a lovely person, yeah. and also it's the fact that all of the girls within Twilight or a lot of their own agency including Esme and if they weren't that would yeah. make me generally unhappy yeah. but I don't think um, Twilight would be nearly as pos- as popular <laughs> if that had happened um, but yeah. you know Esme has her own agency and she shoots obviously I mean <laughs> characters in books aren't exactly great to be representations of things because obviously your characters get choices insofar as you as an author give them to them but in the context of Twilight mm. Esme has her own choices, and Esme has just gently chosen to not speak <laughs> for a yeah. week. And that's, and that's fine, okay. I guess. <laughs> but no, I, I, I like the cosy domesticity of the Cullen family. Yeah, it's nice. It's nice seeing their dynamics outside yeah. of when they're acting weird around uh-huh. Bella. Like, you don't get any of this in Twilight, and obviously, as I said before, yeah. it's nice seeing the Edward and Bella stuff, but this yeah. is like uncharted waters. We get to see, mm. like, I didn't know that <laughs> Rosalie and Jasper were there just ready to kill Bella for ease. Yeah. Like, it's nice to see see some conflict it's and some sight. interactions. It's... And also to know just when Edward knew that him and Bella were going to mm, fall in love. I just, I just also like to say, that really makes the first time that Bella meets all of Edward's family make so much more sense. You know how they're incredibly <laughs> awkward around yeah. her? Just probably stood there like, oh god, I was so ready to kill this girl. <laughs> I was getting rid of this girl. And Esme's like, you know what would make everything better? Pasta. I love her so much. <laughs> She's Italian. Yeah. I'm wondering if next chapter is gonna be the chapter where they go to their yes, house. Maybe. Wait, surely no. not. It's called Invitations, it right? It is. So I don't know if it's gonna be Edward. Well, so he's nice to Bella beforehand, right? He used to go to like a La Push. Yeah, she's. That. Oh, but then again, how much are we gonna get? Invitations. She invites him to La Push, but no, but right? Who knows? Anyway, we'll figure it out we next will. week. This is just. Us oh, I'm guessing. so good. Oh man, well, I'm just thinking what invitations will be because I know they they eat lunch together for a little bit, and then she's like, "Come to the beach," and he's like, "No." Mm. <laughs> oh man, I'm I'm excited. I'm still I remain excited to see more things. I'm excited to see Alice and Bella yes. fall into their friendship. Mm. It's so cute. I mean, I do, I just love Alice and I love the fact that she uses like her visions in like a very sweet way. Like she doesn't, it would be so easy to manipulate people if you're like, I can see the future, but she doesn't. She's just like, hey, I get a gift. I know that you love it already, but I'm really happy that I've I've found this gift for you. (laughs) Like imagine looking at something and being like, hmm, let me just peek into the future to see if they like this. Oh, they do. Great. What I want to know is when do we 
see Edward go into Bella's room right. while she sleeps. Because obviously she notices eventually. But Edward. that happens before she notices. Oh like he's just hanging out watching her sleep. So what? when are we going to see that? Is maybe he, that's the invitation into oh her bedroom. <laughs> I, literally, I was just covering my hands with my mouth just then because... I know this is so stupid. I legit forgot that happened. I forgot that that's an entire yeah, plot that twilight. Happen. And then she's like, "Hey, it's mm. like, what, what do you do?" And he's like, "Mostly, I watch you sleep. I've been watching you sleep for a while." And she's like, "Oh my god, it's so romantic." It's not romantic, guys. It's mm-hmm. not. It's horrible. But nope. oh my god, you're so right. I actually forgot that was a thing. I wish that Edward was a traditional yep. vampire and he had to be invited in everywhere. You know. Oh, I know. It would. The consent would be so much yeah. better. I, I do. I. <laughs> I have to say, I do like, I like the dumb rules. I like that if you throw a bag of rice on the floor in front of one of them, they have to stop and count all of them. I'm a huge fan of that. Like me as the Gen Z vampire would start just doing all the stupid traditions, yeah. and as they would be like, "Why have you thrown rice all over my floor, Katie?" And I'd be like, "Wanted to see if it did anything." Yep. <laughs> just me, you throwing rice and sunflower seeds at each other and standing outside the door and be like, "Can someone invite me in, please?" Please. Please. <laughs> I would just start living by traditional yeah. vampire rules just to annoy the family. <laughs> okay. Oh, here's a hypothetical question. If you were a Gen Z vampire, what do you and let's say we have special powers. What do you think your special power would be? Or alternatively, should we do what Ooh. we think each other's special powers would be? Let me think. Ooh, <laughs> exciting. Okay. Hmm. So me for you, Katie. Honestly, and mm-hmm. chill, I think that your power would be Something close to Jasper's, I actually think. I think you're very good at, like, yeah. people's emotions and stuff. But also, you can be a mix of, like, Jasper and Rosalie. You'd be just, like, hella sexy and everyone would be like, oh, who's that? And oh, also, you can that. feel people's oh, emotions. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, you'd just be like, I'm Jasper, but I only make people want me. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, I'm trying to think what you would be. I think, it's not vampire lore, hmm. but I think you would be so good at doing a big old banshee screech. <gasps> Oh my god, you mean I'd I'd have like that sound wave thing that Black Canary has? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, I think that'd be so fun. I think that would be a good time for you. We'd go out into this forest. I've heard you do a big old scream and I would love to see you do it in a vampire context. Oh yeah, I I do. Yeah, I can can scream real loud. It's it's a whole thing. She can scream. I can. It's just all all part of my personality. I keep them deep down inside me and I like let them out. But then when you were a vampire that would all come to the surface because that's how it it works. Like. The way, same way that Bella's shield powers come out when she's a vampire. Yeah, I was thinking to myself, I was like, how the heck do you turn dyspraxia into a superpower? It's like, oh, she super doesn't know where her keys are. <laughs> she super <laughs> fell down the stairs. She super doesn't know her lefts and rights. I'm just going around in a circle to the end of time. <laughs> You'd be like, what are those um, cryptid creatures that give you the wrong directions? I love Holdras. Yeah, you'd be a holder, a holder vampire, <laughs> a holder. Just, just like meaning well, but being like, yeah, um, sorry, yeah, biology classes down the hall, and then they'd end up in like New York, oh and you'd be like, oops. I would mess with Emmett so hard if that was my power. I'd be mm-hmm. like, hey, Emmett, can you get something from yeah. the fridge? And then I'd be like, it's the one next to that cupboard, and then he'd be in the forest for two hours. Oh my gosh, I'd be so useful. Anyway. I'd be, oh no, wait, then the vulture I would steal me away because that's a wonderful superpower to have. Damn it. You just redirect all the all the people into their little tunnels <laughs> for murder. The are coming after me, and every single time I see them, I go, "I'm gonna be at the diner," and I swoop away. <laughs> it's just arrow and everyone, but just question marks over the head, like, "Huh?" Full cartoon, like, "Gee." <laughs> I'm like, "Quick, t- Katie, distract them with your boobs." Runs. <laughs> <laughs> 
be such a good team as vampires. Oh, we'd be the worst vampires ever, and it would be so good. All in all, excellent chapter. I loved Visions. Yes. If Other than the, cha- the Tanya chapter, yeah. I think this was my favourite mm. so far. Because I just love getting insights to things that we didn't yeah. see. Like, I'm going to enjoy the Edward and Bella stuff when it comes up more, but, like, yeah. we knew how the mm. car accident went, which was very fun. Love seeing his inner thoughts. Mm. But I want to see what he did, what yes. we didn't know. I want to see how he yes. does it. It's going to be fun. Mm. And I love Cullens. Yes. Cullens are my favourite part of the whole world. Yeah. Love seeing them. Love seeing the dynamics. Yeah. Especially Alice. We haven't had a good solid mm. Alice chapter, and now we have Rosalie next. This is probably one of my favourite chapters. We did get some good, good... Uh you know, um, broody Edward lines, which is always my favourite part, I think, mm-hmm. of any chapter. Each chapter just gets more and more yeah. iconic with his grumpy, grumpy <laughs> lines, but uh, hopefully yeah. we'll get some more good ones next chapter. Okay, so we shall see you next time. For chapter five, invitations. Ooh, Ooh la la. Um, so, <laughs> you know, have a good morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye. Midnight Fun is an independent podcast hosted by two girls with an internet connection. Our intro and outro is A4 Vampire by Summer. Neither Katie nor Liv is associated with Stephanie Meyer or any of her intellectual property. All views expressed are their own, and remember, werewolves make terrible boyfriends.